Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. All right, Hot breath Averse. Welcome back to Hot Breath, the show where you learn comedy from the pros. I am your host, comedian Joel Byers, and what we are doing here at Hot Breath is cultivating the next generation of great comics. And our interview today is actually part of our journey to tracing the journey of recording your own album. A member of the Hot Breath of Earth, Steve Rogers, is actually on his own personal endeavor to create his own success by creating his own album. We've already interviewed him once, and all these Q&As happen inside our Facebook group. So if you're interested in leveling up your comedy and you want to connect with comics around the world and get involved in future Q&As like this one with Steve, go join the Facebook group. It's linked in the show description and you will not be disappointed. Your comedy will thank you. But without further ado, thank you to everyone tuning in live. And without further ado, let's welcome back to the Hot breath Averse, the one and only Steve Rogers, everyone. Give Steve some love here. Give him hey, some man. love. Hey, man, how are you? Let me see if I can get a, a sound effect going. <laughs> oh, is it not? Is, is a sound effect going? Anyway. Oh, He's looking the for the boo down. button. I'm sorry. What a great, there's the applause. Okay. What a great start to this episode. Steve, <laughs> welcome back, buddy. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Joel. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, you were looking for the boo button. And ah! it... <laughs> Took you a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, the ooh button. So it, it's good to have you back here, Steve. We had you on. A few uh, a few weeks ago now, maybe it may have been like a, a little over a month now. Um, yeah, I think a month or so. Yeah, and uh, when we first jumped into it on our first episode, it was more of kind of like getting the groundwork of, hey, I'm trying to record an album, not even mm. quite sure what I'm doing. I have some road gigs set up. I'm going to try to record it. That's kind of where we left off last time. Right. Um, no even plan about, oh, we're going to get it on Sirius. Maybe release it through this label. It's more like you're a comic wanting to create their own album. Here is me jumping in head first and kind of figuring out how to fly as I fall. You're kind of building mm -hmm. the wings as you fall out of the plane, you know, which I think is right. so important for so many comics to understand. Starting is the hardest part. You don't need to have all the answers. Just start mm. and you will figure it out on the way down. So I appreciate right. you being so vulnerable and transparent with sharing this process with the Hot breath of verse. Happy to do so. <laughs> uh, it certainly has been a process. Uh, uh -huh. I think the only thing that's changed is I got a haircut. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that's the only progress I've made. Um, yeah, I, my uh, neighbor's car alarm's going off, so it really is uh, matching the tone of how Hilarious. I feel. Um, we, we can't hear it, though. Don't worry. Oh, thank this God. is not panic right. attacking podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> Just relax. Everything's I hate to break fine. it to you. Anytime I'm on a podcast, it is <laughs> it is panicking. Um, yeah, I, 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 um, I've been on the road a few times. I was there a question before I start to answer a question? Um, no, no. I mean, people are people are chiming in here. 
okay. uh, like, yay, Steve Rogers. Thanks for doing this. Nice. People giving you applause and uh, things like that. Um, it's more of just kind of like where we left off. Where where are you now? What is you had some road gigs? How did those yes. go in planning to record? And like, what what's been going on with the process? So um, it's obviously been very weird. Uh, I'm sure there are other people going through this as as well right right now. As far as uh, deciding to do an album during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of it, it's hard for all of us right now, uh, obviously. But um, uh, it's like a battle. You're battling the rust that you gained, uh, at least I am, from March to when I was able to get back up again, which uh, may have been May or June. And uh, so it was a battle of that. It was a battle of uh, doing long. The longest set I can get in is, right now is a 20 minutes uh, when I get to open for uh, Brian. Mm-hmm. Uh so it, I realized um, trying to record an album, which some people have been able to pull off during a feature set, is way harder than we think it is uh, because, you know, people that are recording something, they have, let's say, two shows and it's an hour long. And uh, granted, if you're the headliner, you could just be flat out. And I've heard stories of this. I've never seen a live taping I've heard people go, look, I got to do that joke again. I messed up that joke, and this is my last show that's being recorded. So they, there's a little bit of that. I can't do that as a feature when it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm secretly recording this, even though you guys don't know who I am. I'm going to do that joke again. You know how I just earned your love and respect? I'm going to put that to the test uh, oh, no. five minutes in. And uh, so it's it's very – it's really uh, – um. I had to adopt the the uh, mindset of uh, let's go and have the m- most fun I can have on stage uh, and have it recording. And if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very important. The most I've learned so far is patience. Um, I did a, and another thing is uh, venues. You know, the acoustics are obviously a very important uh, part of this and uh, I did the comedy act uh, attic in Bloomington which is a wonderful club amazing club I had great shows uh, boy do I wish I knew how to use equipment uh, oh, no. uh, yeah they didn't record um, like I, I was the recorder I did not do it right so there's um, no record of it uh, of, of shows that I could have done it um, and you know, you just have to let that, uh, water off a duck's back kind of thing. And, uh, now I'm doing runs with Brian where it's a different show in a different venue. And if you do get a recording of that, there is a sound difference. Oh, so, yeah. de- depending on the venue. So if I perform, uh, have, you know, a half hour in, uh, in Kentucky in a comedy club, their building is not the identical to the one I just did in, in Huntsville, Alabama. Mm -hmm. So it's, if I were to put that together, it's clear to the audience listening. Oh, this is two different shows. Why did it just drastically sound different? Mm -hmm. And if a joke does great in one show and, and not so in another, you can't Frankenstein an album from two different venues 
because uh, it just the the sound's going to be horrible. Yeah. So I've had those are the things I've run into the most uh, as of right now. What what happened at the comedy attic that well one what um, what were you using to record with at the comedy attic? I have a uh, a, a Zoom H six, mm-hmm. and I have uh, a comedian friend of mine uh, who records his own albums lent me his um, his audience mics. So I have uh, two audience mics that I plug into the H six, which uh, is plugged into the microphone. And they're just set up in a way to aim at the most people. And and that's another thing is where are they? They're obviously all six feet apart from each other. So oh, yeah. that's another thing is is um you can still it can still sound great, but it's like how far apart are they from each other? Are if they're wearing masks, that's great health wise, but not great <laughs> sound wise. I didn't uh, think about that. <laughs> yeah, so I really uh, picked a wonderful time mm-hmm. to try and do this, but I think I'm learning a lot, which is great. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm choosing to look at the uh, the bright side of that. But yes, an H6 recorder. Yeah, and that I th- we did break. We did go into the equipment uh, last mm-hmm. time as well. I do remember in more detail. But what is interesting now is hearing you. We kind of this was before we put it into action. This was more of like here's my game plan. I know right. I plug the recorder into the board and then plug these mics yeah. into the recorder and it's going to be magic. Then you get to the comedy attic, great show. It's all recorded. And then you look and you're like, Oh wait, did it not record? Did you like right. not hit record or like what? I hit record. It did not record the audience mics, oh. you know, the most important sound on a comedy album. <laughs> uh, I'd rather you hear the uh, laughter that, than me mm-hmm. and uh, unfortunately you could just pick me up and and it's picking you up from the microphone not you know it's not like a, when you record on your phone where you can hear everything mm-hmm. when you record on these different tracks the if it only records with my mic you hardly if at all hear laughter yep yep uh so it sounds like me just pausing and then starting up again so it sounds horrible as far as like you're missing half of an album Mm -hmm. and uh so that was very frustrating especially when it's one of those shows i had this moment which i'm sure you experienced during yours i was like oh this is it this is this is the one i i'm just stay in this moment don't overthink you have your you're having a ball. They're having a ball. Mm-hmm. This is this is definitely the recording. Can't, and uh, <laughs> and then you don't have it. Um, but you know you you learn from failure, and mm-hmm. and certainly our business involves a lot of of that. So that's uh, what's happening. Did uh, is was Brian aware that you're recording and that it, there was a mishap? <laughs> Did you have any words of encouragement? Uh, Brian is very encouraging. Um, I've had these audience mics set up in a way where my, uh, I mentioned this before, I believe, um, when you're, you know, I'm the feature, I'm the opener. Uh, he comes first, uh, headliner comes first. Like, mm-hmm. uh, if, uh, so equipment can't be in his way, um, if he doesn't want me to record, I don't record. He thankfully he's the most generous person in the world, so he was totally fine with it. But you know, 
make sure the equipment's not in the way. Well, I've had these audience mics hidden, so sometimes he doesn't even know that I'm trying on a show. And uh, one show recently, I had to have the audience mics a little further up, so they were obviously visible uh, to him, and he didn't know what they were. He never had noticed them before. So during his set, he started making fun of the audience mics, uh, (laughs) not knowing that they were... And I had said to uh, the host, who um, is my girlfriend, I was like, should I move the mics? Like, uh, you think he's going to notice that? I don't want to cause any problems. She's like, no, it's going to be fine. And he spent like three minutes making fun of whoever put those there, Uh not knowing it was me. Uh, So other than that, it's been pretty great. (laughs) But in that moment, it was, uh, it's difficult. But uh, he's very encouraging. He's recording his Netflix special. this month oh, wow. and yeah uh in an outdoor uh theater and i've been watching him himself prepare for a recording and that's been uh very encouraging and comforting just seeing oh this guy is playing with things and he's uh working it out and uh you can play with something until the last minute, which we mm-hmm. discussed before. And it was it, so that's been the most help is watching him get ready for recording and uh, seeing someone who's done it so many times uh, and you're doing it your first time. It, it really lowers the um, anxiety levels. That's pretty serendipitous, too, that you're both working on recording something at the same time. That's pretty cool. Right. Yeah. It's been great. So you've you've tried to record a few times then at a few different shows oh, yeah. and it hasn't quite just happened. No, it's like um I have like some I, I could have some tracks that I could send to Sirius. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm uh I know that I could send that and it would do well and everything, but uh I am a little bit of a perfectionist and I, I kinda just also, I'm a comedy nerd, so it's like, no, I want to release. I don't want to release an EP. I want to release an album. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like a, an EP is good. I know a lot of people that have released those 20 minute ones that are really good, but um, and I'll probably have to settle at some point if I can't get it. But uh, I would, I'd like to release a whole thing, and and I just haven't had that um, all the stars aligned yet. Gotcha. Either one thing went wrong here, or one thing went wrong there. Uh, and that's me just learning the equipment and it, it's it the thing i didn't put into account is when you re- produce your own album and record record it yourself is those when you do it with a label or anything they're setting it up you don't have to think about it you just go up there and you just do your set mm-hmm. and uh i'm no i'm the guy that's that's running chords through things and tying things to this and then all of a sudden i'm running up on stage uh which can make you not in your head about uh your set until you get up there then you're like oh my god i haven't thought about jokes until i grab the microphone so it is um i am learning that kind of thing and why labels uh deserve some way more credit than i probably gave them last time uh but that no, is also, I, yeah, something I think comics to think about is like, because I did, before I recorded my special and realized it was a special, not an album, I did try like a few DIY recordings where I plugged it into the board. Um, I, at, at one show, I um, 
it, there were, the host was on stage and I was still trying to get all my equipment together. And I yeah. thought that I could quickly, i somehow thought I could quickly enough while the host is performing, plug in the recorder. Uh. The, uh, the sound goes off. It, the, the, <laughs> this is a sold out show. Oh the my God. The sound on the mic goes off for like five seconds as I'm like, Oh, that was me. And then I had to like fix it really quick. But that oh. was me, that DIY of like, yeah, I'll just plug it in real quick. But that's what you're saying. There's a big distraction. I was about to go on stage, which is why I was scrambling. So there is a value mm-hmm. to having someone that audio is their job right. to hire them to do it. Or if you have a friend that has done it before, invite right. them to the show to help you out. Like for the comedy special taping, what I ended up doing, I had an audio guy and I had video. Like I was like, <laughs> the video guy was like, yeah, I can do both. I was like, let's not even risk. You're the video guy. Here's the yeah. audio guy. You both just focus on what you need to do. And then we can bring them together. And that that really alleviated a lot of stress for everyone of just like, this is your job. This is your job. This is my job. Let's everyone do their jobs and we'll have a great success here. Uh, I 100% agree. Um, I think the only thing that stopped me from doing that is they're not my shows. You right. know, like mm-hmm. um, another just respect to the headliner. I'm not going to bring a, a, a film guy or a, audio guide to yep. mess with a thing yep. um makes perfect sense and 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 that's the the other added trickiness level right now is is with the the pandemic like no one knows who i am understandably and it's like i'm not gonna be headlining anywhere anytime soon and and some places aren't safe to headline yet even if they are willing to have me but um so it's like it's mainly just featuring for Brian is the w- only road work I'm I'm getting that I can uh, you know thankfully make enough money to do it all and come back and and not be in in the red. Um, so that's just another added hardness to it is it's just these twenty minute sets and hoping you're just trying to get lightning in a bottle is what yep. it is more so than it already is recording an album. So it's been, uh, but I've learned a lot about patience and, and the longer you, I've always said this to myself, the longer I have to wait, the better I'm getting. Yes. Um, uh, so it's like, by the time I do it, I'll be the best I've been. So I might as well get better on the way to whenever this recording is. Exactly. And focusing on what you can control, which is just making it the best show possible. Yes. Yes. Radical acceptance. I love it. Yes. Radical acceptance. We learned that before the show. You taught me that. I love that. I love it. Uh, Focus on what you can control, which is the material. So I I have over here, I have posted notes all over the place. Really? Can you see them? Can you? Yeah, let me let me see if I can. Uh-oh, uh, we're making Steve uncomfortable. This is great. No, you're fine. No, it's great. um, it's you're uh, I'm gonna be moving with the. I don't know how to use. Oh God, see, I already no, did you're it. you're great. And this is something. Um, we did a Q and A with Mike Vecchione, and he showed us his like poster board that he had on his wall with all the different like sticky notes and ideas he has. Um, people love seeing that stuff. 
god. Uh oh. I accidentally <laughs> unplugged. You sound great though. Okay, great. I'll show you then. Yay! We're going in deep here, hot breath of verse. And if you're listening to the podcast version, go on YouTube and you'll be able to see his uh sticky notes as well okay, in that whole so, process. All right. Whoa. So yes. So right here. Oh god. This is like this is like my dad FaceTiming. Um <laughs> we're, okay. So right here. Oh, this is so bad. cool. And you're going so, for, and this is just as we're transitioning, Morris is asking how many, how long are you planning the album to be and like how many uh, bits are you planning to do? And maybe that can parlay into the sticky notes here. Yeah, I'm hoping to do like 45 to 50. Okay. Um, but really it's like, don't, I'm not going to pick a time. I'm going to, I'm going to pick the jokes that, are good so it's like i hope it's 45 to 50 but is it good is it like if it's not good then it's 38 Mm -hmm. you know so uh whatever is good um and then they're sort of color-coded but uh this is oh let me uh, let me bring you up full screen actually so we can oh wait ah ah I'm going to switch real quick, everyone, because I want y'all to be able to see um, Steve's. Um, I wanted to. Well, there you go, Joel. Never mind. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I mean, this is basically an episode about how we don't know what we're doing. So it really works. <laughs> I un- I unplugged the equipment that now you know that I definitely didn't it is because I didn't record it right because I just undid all the equipment to come over here by accident and then <laughs> no one is judging you for not getting in full screen. Beautiful. Uh, okay, so did you, what do we what am what would you like from me? Um, what yeah, so what's going on here with the color coding? Um, yeah, how was this organized? What how are you kind of planning the set? So this is uh, the beauty of like a, a bunch of people do post-it notes. This is not a me thing. Um, and I, I, the reason I did it was it's like uh, when you do it on a spreadsheet or like a, a, a word doc, you, you can't phys- like you can delete and you can move around and you can keep editing it. But like it, when it's on a, a sticky note, it's physical. It's, it's done mm-hmm. and, and you know it's an ink there's nothing more to be done to it except throw it out um so that was my reasoning on that and as i could move like this maybe this shouldn't go here and now i'll just pick it up and put it over here so it's like seeing how they connect and where i can physically move it is helpful to me um and then uh the color coding is letting me realize what they're about. Oh. Like uh, pink is is uh, dating and relationships because I'm really original and uh, <laughs> I picked pink for girls. Uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, the green is two different topics. It's um, I realize a huge portion of it is body and mind. I have a lot about um working out and physicality and then um 
a lot about anxiety and and mental health so it's like uh, those sort of go together so there's body and there's mind mm -hmm. uh, blue is look at that right there i got it right i got it perfectly um blue is uh my parents and then uh purple is is stuff that's like um it's a mix of things that aren't a huge theme so it's like uh there's a captain america joke in there there's um a, fly, a couple flying uh, bus and um, I'm a big fan of classic rock. So there's that. So it's like stuff that isn't as big of a theme. Mm -hmm. And is yeah. it organized in order? Like on your wall, is this like beginning to end is left to right? Um, this is was made yesterday. Uh, so right now it's what I think is the order. Great. Um, but it's going to be looked at in more detail. Uh, this week because I'm doing a run through of it uh, and I want to I want to treat the run through as if it is the recording um, and and no uh, fallbacks like oh well I didn't figure out the order yet or that kind of thing I'm trying to treat it as a real uh, thing so I'm That's working on it. yeah yeah and on the sticky notes is it just kind of like uh, like the headline of the joke or is it the actual joke written out it's uh, just the headline. Um, so now for the dating, I noticed like this one is mostly about me. It's like a fight we got into or uh, how I am with, with girls or one story that was a problem between me and my girlfriend. And then here's like uh, what she's like. And then here's uh, arguments. And then here's like breakup with my ex kind of thing. Very cool. So it's like, I noticed that the anxiety is about me, the stuff about exercise and bodies about me. Um, you know, you it's mostly about me. So like the dating one was difficult because I have stuff that describes, a lot of stuff that describes her, but I'm like, what jokes do I have that teach you what I am, I'm like in a relationship? Because these jokes teach you what I'm like mentally. These jokes teach you what I'm like in a physical experience. Uh, you learn about me through my parents. What are you learning about me through my girlfriend? So it's like difficult because I'm describing who I'm with, but also I want to show you what I'm like in a relationship. It's hard to, I like my girlfriend. I'm not one of those guys. It's like making fun of their, their spouse. So yeah. it's like one of those things. Um, so it's just trying to figure out the right order. So it's like, well, you, you just did a joke about what you're like in an argument with your girlfriend, but now you're talking about your, your ex and now you're talking about first dates and now you're back to arguments again. So it's just making sure that um, the transitions make sense. So there's not whiplash in a, yeah. a joke kind of thing. And then it's also seeing if it's like, I have one joke about getting an MRI, but I have nothing about going to the doctor or anything like that. So it's like, well, obviously this joke's gonna sit out and be on the next thing. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's doing the, the topics justice. Like this one right here, I used to work at a grocery store. I used to be a lifeguard, MRI. There's only three jokes in grocery store and lifeguarding, but it took up years of my life. So it's like, Let's do the material justice and wait 
because um, clearly I'm not done on that. I know I'm, I'm overthinking, but it's like, I don't want to come to a, a second album and be like, hey, here's the, uh, the, uh, the rest of that chunk uh, <laughs> three years later. Exactly. So that's, uh, that's my thinking process. That's such a good process, too, of thinking about what is the audience learning about me through each of these topics. That's such a great kind of filter to help personalize all of your jokes. Yeah, I don't want to... Um, somebody gave me a very nice compliment when I started, uh, which was like, they said, uh, it felt like a... We, I felt like Steven's friend and I have never met the guy. Wow. And uh, I was like, oh, okay, so that's what I'm going to do. I like that. I like being the, I mean, this is an introduction to me, but um, I want it to be personal enough where you hear me down the line, you're like, well, I know what this guy's like. So if I ever talk about a broader topic like outer space or something, they know who I am first. Yes. Um, also, I, I'm a narcissist, so of course I'm gonna talk about myself. Uh, <laughs> But it's important because that's the same thing Nate Bargatze said was that like he he puts the jokes through him. He can have a yeah. joke about his wife, but she isn't the butt of the joke. It's him Correct. that is the joke. And that was a big shift in his perspective of his writing was, oh, people laugh. People get a little uncomfortable if I'm pointing and making a joke of my wife. But if I talk about my wife through me, then that's when the joke becomes funny. Yeah, I, I would say I'm very similar. Mm -hmm. There's maybe a few times where it, the punchline isn't me. Um, right. And uh, it just seems to be how I am. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it it endears you. I don't want to come off, you know, you, you still want the audience to root for you. So you don't want to come off like helpless and pathetic or, you know, a jerk. So it's like figuring that out. But um, yeah, and I want you to know about the people I care about. So like, if you learn, oh, he, he loves his parents, uh, but here's what drives him nuts about his, his parents, mm -hmm. but it's still on me. Like, here's the chaos I went through when my dad got hacked on Facebook or blah, 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 like my mom kind of thing. Um, so it's like important that you learn about me because it is an album where you're, it's like, this is like the pitch of, do you want to follow me as a comedian is like the first album is mm -hmm. how I'm thinking. Yeah. It's a very exciting time for you. And how, yeah. um, uh, Morris says first album, Steven sounds like my friend. That's the new, huh. that's going to be the album title. Oh, Ooh. that's not bad. What? And how long have you been doing comedy again? Just for people who don't, uh, seven years. I think it would be eight in January, eight in January. Very nice. Yeah, that's great. And um, yeah, we do have a few questions coming in here. Sure. Um, uh, John asks, is 10, min 10 minutes of material good for me to record an album? <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny. I don't know if it's... Um, that could be an EP, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the standard is on an EP, like how long they're usually... If it's always 20 minutes or um, I'm, I'm going back to, let's see how good I am. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. 
And um, I've yeah, I've had friends who have recorded like a, like a twenty minute album or something like that, so that it wasn't right. a full length. Oh boy, where'd we go? Where did we go? Uh oh, I'm still here, right? You're still here. Oh God! It was the same time I turned on the recorder, and I was like, "Is this thing? Is it? Is this? I shouldn't touch anything." No, you're great. Okay. What's happening? Oh my God! <laughs> Hold on, we're back. Wait, we're about to be back. Kaboom! That's so funny. That uh, this is see this is everyone. This is the DIY approach to recording an album and podcasting. Oh man, making comedy. But see, what's so fun is like these are going to be the moments of like, do you remember when Steve Rogers <laughs> and Joel Byers were doing this stupid Q and A and they couldn't figure out audio or video? Yeah, I mean, I didn't think it was stupid until you said it. Now I'm, uh, <laughs> now I know how you feel about it. Uh, uh, I was wondering why you kept looking at your wrist. Um, <laughs> It's not stupid. We're making I'm comedy joking. history right now. We're documenting I know exactly. the creative process like never before. So it's not stupid. Right. If anything, it's revolutionary, <laughs> which people sometimes find as stupid stupid because it's just unfamiliar to them. But what we're doing is truly groundbreaking, Steve. So I'm thank you for recalibrating no, I, my mindset around it. No, no, no. When it comes to me, I'm definitely more stupid than groundbreaking. So you had it right the first time. <laughs> Now we're trying to out-deprecate each other. No, no. <laughs> this is like watching two nice guys trying to figure out <laughs> how to get through a conversation. Um, the 10-minute thing, I think you could. like I, 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 I truly don't think there's anything. Like It's almost like right now, it's, and you're, you're an example, is like anybody can do anything mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Just It's like... What you can do, it's just like, for me, is am I going to be proud of it? Um, and I'm a little bit of a, like uh, like I said before, a nerd. I want it to be a full thing so I can, I've talked to Brian uh, about this. He gets excited about uh, releasing the thing and then slowly getting rid of it so he can work on and play for with a new hour. And it's like, I'm... I feel like I'm ready for my first time playing with an with an idea of a new album. Yeah. And uh, if you want to do that that with ten minutes, no one's stopping you. You know. Yep. And yep. no one's saying get rid of it, but I, I I just see the the person I you know he's an, an example. So is Bargetsy of someone I would like to be like as far as what they're doing, and uh, so I'm trying to do the same thing. Yeah. So yeah, it's important. Yeah. We're not saying don't do the 10 minutes, but I think two things Steve has said in this interview is one, the number one thing he's learned is patience mm -hmm. throughout this process. And also two, it's like, you just want to, you want to be something you're proud of. So yeah. if you've been doing comedy a year or two years, I mean, I'm not going to say don't, but I will say probably by year four, you're going to be like, what was that? And why did I say any of it? Right. So it is also like kind of, one thing at a time and just honing the craft. You know, I didn't record anything till 10 years in. Mm -hmm. Steve is seven, almost eight years in, and he's recording something because we hit moments yeah. where we're like, okay, I'm proud of this. This is something I'm happy to put out and live on forever. Right. And with the rate I learn technology, I'll be 10 years in when I record <laughs> it. So 
<laughs> it works. I, another thing about the the patients before we get into the next one, um, sure. I was, you know, uh, whoever you're with is always your rock. And I was talking to my girlfriend about how I want to record this thing and getting really uh, worried that I won't happen before we whatever comes next. The winter is going to be harder to do more shows because of the times we're in. But uh, she was like, what was the what's the rush? you're just going to get better. And uh, that's kind of uh, what I said before, like, but she's truly made me realize that is like, uh, you don't complain about how, uh, you, you don't have it yet because it's like all that energy could be used to look at a chunk that you're like, well, this is as good as I, I can get it right now. Well, you have time to make it better. You have time to, to play with something. Uh, and make it uh, even one percent better before you record. So that's the mindset I'm choosing. Yes, beautiful mindset. And another question is: um, Amanda's asking, "Have you thought about what city you want to record the album in?" Um, that's a good question. Like I said, I don't think anyone, no one knows who I am. It's I don't have. A, any uh, name stake or whatever the word would be. But um, so you, I think the first one you, you're going to have to accept that there's probably going to be a lot of people that know you personally in, in, in the audience. Um, I don't know what your ex- experience was, but like, um, so it might be here in New York, uh, in New York city, or I'm from upstate New York. Maybe it will be in Syracuse where I'm from or, Buffalo or Rochester, where I started, you know, was working a lot as I was growing, uh, but probably here in, in New York with the way things are, um, is my guess, but I want it to be people that know my sense of humor and already like me, mm-hmm. uh, so that it, it's a little easier to, um, start over if I mess up on a joke and it's the last show and the last chance or that kind of thing. So with people and in a place you're comfortable, I heard uh, Anthony DeVito, who's a wonderful comic, say once, record in a place that means something to you. And uh, that's that's definitely my goal is to do it in a place that I care about and I want to do well in. Yeah, that helps get the jitters out, too. I mean, mm-hmm. mine, I recorded mine in the first venue that ever headlined me. It was a nice intimate black box theater called the Basement Theater. And it was, you know, here in Atlanta where I started. So I was able to sell it out with friends and family and students and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it was it, it is kind of like a nice kind of victory lap of like, I've done yeah. all this work. Now let me just present it to people that are like have been supportive of this journey. I, I feel like that's a very valuable way to be comfortable in that seemingly uncomfortable situation. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, good question, Amanda. Uh, Angela is asking, how long will the edited recording be? Uh, kind of like I, I said before. Angela, um, if you weren't listening. Jeez. No, I'm I mean, kidding. That, she <laughs> actually loved the sticky notes. She said, wow, this is great while we were over by the sticky notes. But maybe she missed oh, that. Oh, cool. Um, I, it looks like a, a passive-aggressive roommate just telling me to 
it's like laundry, 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 laundry. Um, <laughs> oh, it looks awesome. I'm very impressed with how clean your place is as well. Because most comics would be like, well, let me move the dead body yeah. out of the floor and I'll run over to my sticky notes. You, you know, I've learned a lot of, you know, when you get stuck in your apartment for uh, six months, you're like, I might as well make it livable. Uh, yeah, cluttered space, <laughs> cluttered mind, you know. Exactly. Um, I don't know how long it's going to be. I Like I said before, I, I hope... 45 to 50 i would like you know that's a uh not too long i don't want i don't know if i could do an an hour and and justify having people listen to me for an hour um in my head so i'd say 45 to 50 is my goal but like i said before i want it to be great i don't want any so so things in there and being ocd about the time so if it's like 38 minutes is is the is the killer stuff then it's a 38 minute album but i'm hoping 45 to 50 is the goal very nice uh morris asked will this be on vinyl oh man i mean i'm a huge huge rock fan uh, and i have a record player and i'm very like stones alice cooper these kinds of guys um i don't know if i could ever put myself on that level so um I think that'd be really cool, but um, I don't know if I could. Uh, I, I'd have to really be like someone uh, talk me into it, but that would be really cool. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I love documenting this process with you, Steve, because it is you. You don't have all the answers. Like, you, yeah, you're a comic <laughs> who yeah. has who has an idea. Hey, I want to mm -hmm. record an album. Okay, how do I do that? Well, my friend's done it. He has equipment. Yeah, I'll just plug in the equipment on the road and then magic. And then you're like, oh, well, that didn't work. Okay, right. Let's revisit the drawing board. What's next? Like you're you're learning as you go. And I think that's so valuable for comics to understand of that process of yet yeah, you're you're figuring out as we go along. You don't know right. how you're going to release it. You don't know where you want to release it. You maybe want right. to record it here. Like it's all just I have an idea. Here is me putting that idea into action, which is exactly. the hardest part in a lot of comics we can overthink or self-doubt around who am I to do X, Y, and Z. But I think you taking action and being just honest about, I don't really know yet. I think mm -hmm. that, that, that's helping a lot of comics along the way. Wow. Thank you. That's the first time that uh, my lack of knowledge has led to a compliment. So I really uh, <laughs> appreciate it. I will... I will say this, uh, we, you and I definitely touched on this last time, but uh, while we're at it, I don't have a, a manager or an agent or anything like that. Like all of this is, is, um, is just because I want to do it. I don't, I, I'm one of those guys where uh, I'm thankful I get up a lot, but I'm not a hot commodity. Like no one, my inbox isn't being blown up. I'm not mm -hmm. one of the guys. So it's like, I can't wait. I don't know if that's ever going to happen. So I'm just going to do it because I want to do it. Yes. I think that's important is um, not getting mad that I'm not bigger or uh, more popular. And it's just like, well, putting in the work that someone that is what should. So um, that's why I'm doing it myself. Uh, and that's, uh, I, you know, don't uh, don't try to be big. Do the work a big person would do is what I'm trying to do. Boom. And that, that was my mindset around uh, me recording like 10 years into comedy was like, 
okay, I've been doing this almost 10 years. What am I trying to achieve in comedy? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I want to be a great comic. And it was, well, what do great comics have? Well, they have an album. And then Mm -hmm. the album just organically grew into a special when a fan of the podcast was like, hey, I have a video production crew. Let's just record this. Right. That just all happened organically. But it was first like, well, who do, what do I want to do in comedy? Okay. Well, what does that level of comedian do? They have an album. Okay. Let's do it. Kind of like you're saying, you're almost like living into your future successful self. Yes. That's the hope. Yeah. That's, we are, we are doing, (laughs) my friend. Um, and speaking of future successful self, I think we did touch on this. Theodore is asking how you got linked up with, uh, Brian Regan. Um, yeah, I'll briefly just say everything I've gotten, I've gotten by people seeing me live. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the late night credit I have and Brian and, uh, most work is just someone that saw me and thought I was funny. And, um, you hear that about a lot of people, like, uh, I think Bargatze got Fallon because Fallon was in the audience. So it's, uh, I think that's a good way to also get over a hump of, uh, of taking stand up for granted too, is just pretend that this is an audition. If that's what you have to have the fire under your, your belly or whatever. Um, so I got lucky that I, I was just having fun on stage and doing what I love to do and someone important, uh, was in the audience and changed my life. So, uh, just from performing. Yeah. And I can say with us doing almost 300 interviews, that's a very common thread with the most Mm -hmm. successful comics we've seen is their either advice or their own experience has been, I was just funny on stage and the opportunity happened, you know? So that's why it is so important. Just focus on getting funny first. And a lot of your opportunities will just come from that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's like how Michael Che got SNL. It's like a lot of people uh, that probably people that you look up to now got to where they are because of that. So it's a common thing and it makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Let's let's do two more here, kiddos. Um, Greg Brown asks, does recording and listening to your attempts teach you anything about your delivery tone tempo that you didn't know? Yeah, I, I would say so. Um, sometimes it's uh, mistaking uh, talking too fast for energy. Huh. Uh, I, um, what do you mean by that? Like, um, sometimes I, I, I uh, will talk very fast uh, when it, it's a thing that gets me excited, like agitated or whatever, and it's like... Um, not everybody uh, processes how fast uh, I you you can speak. You know, it's mm. like so, every, any most times it's like uh, I guess trying to remember the emotion I, I'm uh, trying to express, but it's important that they know what I'm saying. And uh, sometimes if it's an anger joke, I can talk very fast. Uh, in the hopes of them realizing this is coming from an angry place yeah. and then I trip and then I stutter and then the, the joke can fl- be flubbed. Um, so it's uh, how are other ways I can show how I feel in this joke and that kind of thing. Also 
um, volume and and silence. I'm trying like I'm a big Gary, Gary Shandling fan, and he says the truth is in the silence. And a lot of people ha- have said that about stand up. Um, mm-hmm. So pausing is uh, I've noticed that. Oh, I I have a joke right now where uh, I I used to be a people say swimming's not a sport, and I know. I don't think it is because when I was in high school, if you, you were in a sport, you could give your jersey to your girlfriend to wear. Uh, and that would get a when I pause, that would get a laugh because they remember, oh, he's a swimmer. He couldn't do that because that's a speedo. Uh-huh. And that's not even what my punchline is. But when I say it slower, they I get an extra laugh because it when I pause that I get a laugh cause they're like, Oh my God, you're right. You couldn't do that. It's a thing that no one ever thought, uh, in the audience. So I give them that chance to realize that before I get to the punchline, I'm actually going to beautiful. Yeah. You can learn a lot about delivery from listening back to your sets. Yeah. And it's excruciating at first, but then, uh, you can get numb to it and it's yeah. very helpful. And it's part of that of, okay, what kind of comic do I want to be? Well, the great comics are reviewing and learning and refining their sets. I mean, I remember Mm -hmm. hearing when uh, Joe Rogan did a show in Texas earlier this year, like during, like he was his first set in a long time since quarantine. And he was like, oh yeah, like leading up to it, I was like listening to old sets. I was going through my notebooks, like someone at his level was like listening to stuff, refining, like, okay, what do I have here? What is my material? So yeah, if you want to be a great comic, it is doing those habits of great comics now that'll then propel you into that great comic status. Exactly. It, yeah. uh, it's not stuff you do once you become great. It's stuff you do on, you know what I mean? It's like they have to keep doing it or they won't be great anymore. And that's how they got there. It's like, that's the ingredient. Obviously, they're talent, but like, of course, that's important. But the work. Yeah. And um, yeah, the final one here, let's go to Imri. And I think this will also, Steve, segue into your show this weekend. But um, uh, Imri is asking Zoom mics, yay or nay? Zoom mics? I love Zoom mics. Um, I think um, that... uh, they're very helpful. I think um, it's a safe place to try new. You're in your own home. Uh, if you don't have the comfort to take a risk sitting in the most comfortable place in, to you, I don't know. That at some point, you just have to take risks. And I think it's easier to do it from your chair. <laughs> so uh, I've done a lot of them. I like them. It's nice for tweaks. And also people are locked in mm-hmm. it's uh i find people are more generous at a at a i've done a lot of the ones that you guys put on uh because it's it's uh people are more it seems like we're, we're more likely to watch the comedian here whereas a mic uh outdoors or well now it's outdoors but the mics used to be people on their phone or looking at their notes right. but right now it's like oh if there's only five of us i can give you all the 20 minutes of my time and then do the five that I have prepared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah. Zoom mics, you get a lot of great feedback for sure. Mm -hmm. So I think they're worthwhile for sure. And, um, speaking of, as we land this plane, Hmm. you are doing a zoom show 
Yes. Correct. I am. I'm uh, this Saturday. I'm going to be doing uh, a run through of the album. I'm not recording the album on Zoom, uh, but uh, I'm going to run the material uh, on the actual date I was supposed to record before the pandemic hit. Uh, yeah, it's just like, well, I gave myself this date. I'm still going to stick to the date that I gave myself. Um and uh, run the material, and and uh, I've got a couple friends that are gonna do some short sets, but it's mainly just me running the album um, and seeing, doing a long set for the first time in a while, and seeing how it flows and if I'm on the right track. Beautiful, yeah. So definitely um, share the link, and I yeah. want to. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and post this. I was gonna save it for later, but I do. Um, I'd like to go ahead and post it uh, this week so we can promote it and try to get some more peeps in there as well. So Sure, yeah. It's, it's uh, this Saturday at 8 o'clock. Uh, I'll send... Uh, I guess I'll post the link. And then... Uh, yeah. yeah, and it's, uh, it's, it's free and it'll be fun. Yeah, and I'll take... Uh, for those of you listening on the podcast or watching on YouTube, I'll paste it in the show description as well. So you can jump in. And that will be Saturday, October 10th. Yes. At 8 p.m. Eastern, correct? Correct. Beautiful. Awesome. So, yeah, that'll be good. That'll be a good kind of um, benchmark in this journey we're tracking as well. So, if you've been enjoying hearing Steve talk about the album, definitely tune into that Zoom show and see it in action. See those sticky notes in action. <laughs> uh, that's going to be so cool. Um, is, there, is there anything else before we get out of here, Steve? No, that that's uh, that's it. Thank you so much, Joel. I appreciate it. Beautiful. Hey, man, I appreciate you and all all you're doing. You're helping a lot of comics here. Uh, likewise. So let's um, thank you, everyone that tuned in as well. People are loving it, giving applause and thumbs up and love. I love it. So um, that is it. Hot breath of verse. This has been our second installment of the Steve Rogers Chronicles. We're going to keep documenting his journey into the album. So if you want to be a part of it, definitely join his Zoom show this Saturday and definitely join our Facebook group. It's free. We're doing feedback mics and daily writing clubs and a bunch of other fun stuff in there. So you definitely want to tune into that. And um, Steve, thank you, uh, Amanda, saying this is great stuff. Uh, she loved it. Thanks, Steve and Joel. Definitely be watching your Zoom show. Yeah. Very nice, everyone. Oh, thank you. Very nice. Holly saying thanks, guys. Well, let's give Steve a round of applause. Go forth, hot breath of verse. Subscribe to the YouTube. Join the Facebook group. And we will see you on the next Hot Breath podcast. Hot Breath. This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.